You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's time for Tennessee Prime, an inside, in-depth look at Tennessee football through the eyes of those that wear the orange and white. Fried up each week by Gus's world-famous fried chicken. Hosted by the sports animals Jason Swain and VolQuest Austin Price and Brent Hubs. Welcome to Tennessee Prime. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Tennessee Prime. I'm Jason Swain of 991 D Sports Animal, joined by my guy, Brent Hubs, the GOAT, VolQuest.com, Tennessee undefeated. Tennessee kind of waiting to see where we're going to land, uh, the first edition of the college football rankings. But we got a big show for you today. Hubs, what's going on, my friend? How you doing, Hubs? Looking good. I'm, I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. We got to get uh, we got a little rain out here the last couple of days of course. We might have a little water in the internet line. I got to I got to get my internet going. I'm fro- froze up a little bit, but uh, yeah, I mean, what a weekend for Tennessee! What an opportunity for Tennessee! It starts tonight with the college football rankings, playoff rankings coming out there. A place that Tennessee's not been a part of, Jason. A conversation they've not been a part of, and then it goes down to to being the you know the biggest football game of the weekend and the one that not only dictates the, the SEC East, but but dictates the college football playoff landscape with, with this weekend. I mean, it's a big game for both teams. Neither team's out of it, whichever team loses. Uh, but but this is not – I mean, this is a huge ball game and, and a great opportunity for this program. For sure, for sure. And tonight we'll be joined by two guys that, that against Kentucky was in the backfield making plays. And a big reason why Tennessee is in this position to take that next step as a program, and that is compete for a championship. The offensive line has been fantastic this season, protecting him the hooker. But it's the front, the defensive front, that has been getting to the backfield, uh, causing all type of problems for opposing quarterbacks. And that was the case on Saturday versus uh, Kentucky and Will Levis. We'll be joined in the next segment by John Terry and also Amari Thomas. Both of these guys had a sack on Saturday night and looking forward to doing the same thing this weekend against, against Georgia. Hubs, I was not expecting 44 to 6. I was expecting the game to be a whole lot closer. I was not expecting 44 to 6. What a uh, dominating performance in really all three phases. Yeah, I mean, defensively, I mean, look, this team's going to score offensively, right? I mean, we, we've seen we've seen Josh Heupel for nearly two seasons now, Hendon Hooker. We've seen what receivers do, and obviously Jalen Hyatt's in a in a zone right now that that you don't see many receivers in. So you knew that they were going to score some points. Um, defensively, I mean, three interceptions and the tone was set to me on, on that first possession, Jason. I, I know the second possession, Kentucky got going a little bit, but you go back and rewatch it and you look at what Dejon Terry did. 
um, on those first couple possessions. And, and his ability to get some interior penetration really prevented Chris Rodriguez from getting going. And, and, and I think if you're going to stop the Kentucky run game, you want to make those backs go lateral. You want to make them bounce at the line of scrimmage or have to run laterally or sideways and can't let them just get straight downhill. And they did a terrific job in the defensive interior uh, of forcing Chris Rodriguez to either stop before he got to the line of scrimmage or, or forced him to go lateral, which allowed the defense to catch up. I, I thought the story of this game defensively, we talk about Danico Slaughter who did great things, Brandon Turns, but to me the story was the defensive interior really ice, really neutralizing that Kentucky ground game uh, and putting it all on, on Will Levis and, and those young receivers at Kentucky. I, I thought I thought Amari Thomas, uh, Dejan Terry, um, Karat Garland, that group on the inside was, was really, really good, particularly against the run Saturday night. Very impressive. Uh, another phase of the game, another unit that I thought was very impressive was special teams. I mean, of course you had the you know, they had a kickoff that went out of bounds. You certainly don't want that. You had the missed field goal, makes your extra point. You don't want that. But you forced a shank punt for Kentucky, got pressure there. Um, you had a nice return uh, from your punt returner. So you love that. You had two punts down inside the, the five-yard line. You love that. And you blocked the extra point. I mean, just disruptive in special teams. And I think it's hard to say – all right, Tennessee has played a complete football game this year. I mean, honestly, who, what team in college football has played a complete game in all three phases for 60 minutes? That's hard to do. But this game reminded me a lot of the LSU game where all three phases, you had it going on. You had it going on in all three phases, Brent. Yeah, no doubt. And, and, and the thing about the special teams win, because you, you, as you pointed out, there were some things to clean up when you talk about missing the, you know, the extra point and, and the field goal. You kicked one out of bounds. But, but look at the hidden yards Tennessee won in the field position game. I mean, Paxton Brooks flipped the field twice. You, you know, you didn't want to have to punt but there, but um, he, he kicks two great punts. And, and, I, and I said this over the weekend, Jason. I, I, think, I think the special teams play shows you a lot about the culture and where this program is. Here's Jimmy Holiday, whose role is very limited on this team, right? He's a kickoff return guy that's fair catching more than he's getting the opportunity to return. He goes down and, and downs two punts inside the five-yard line because of effort. He beats the gunner physically at the line of scrimmage, and he goes down and, and he catches one punt in the air, and he, and he knocks the other one down. To me, that says a lot because you know he wants to play, right? I mean, he, he's it's not like he's a freshman trying to earn his way. He's a veteran in the program, uh, Jason, who, who's trying to – you know, he, he wants to be in the rotation. But instead of pouting, instead of packing up and going to the house, he's a he's – a, accepted his role and adopted his role on special teams and, and it shows up and, 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 you know, same for D Williams, right? I mean, D Williams playing what eight snaps a game, but he feels like he can make an impact and he can, and he is making an impact there. So I think those two guys, particularly holiday is a great example of where this program is in the locker room right now. It's an example of what the leadership in this program has done. Not just, not just Josh Heupel and he deserves a ton of credit, but, but, but it's been conveyed down to the players on this team. It's what Tamarian McDonald has, is teaching Jimmy Holiday because he waited his turn through special teams. I just think it says a lot about the culture of this program when you see guys like that make plays in that phase of the game. It's about being a star in your role. Like, Hendon is a star, right? I mean, right now he is the uh, favorite to win the Heisman. Uh, you look at Jalen Hyatt. 
what he has done the last couple of weeks has been remarkable. And everyone knows those two guys uh, from a national standpoint. They're stars, right? But you can be a star in your role, whatever that role may be. And for Jimmy Holiday, he's been a star in his role on special teams. I know every time that Tennessee uh, gets the kickoff, didn't, didn't get it much because Kentucky didn't score. But remember the Alabama game. Think about UT Martin and other games this season. When that ball is kicked in the end zone or where it's kicked uh, deep where he has to fair catch it, he ain't happy about it. Brent. No. <laughs> he, he wants to make a play bad. Sure. But he knows that he has to fair catch it to give his team the best uh, field position. He's a star in his role. And there's several guys that's been that way. Danico Slaughter has been that way. Uh, you know, other guys on offense has been that way. J.J. Crawford has been that way. Uh, he's made plays when his number was called. Uh, Ramel Keaton, Princeton Fant, uh, Jacob Warren. Like, not everyone can be Hyatt and, 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 and Hooker. You can be a star in your role. And that's what we're seeing all over this football f- uh, team. Yeah, I think that's what makes this team special, Jason, because I think that you look around the country at some teams uh, that aren't achieving their goals, they're disappointing in, in where their um, where their, their record are record is and those type of things. I, I don't think that they are cohesive in the buy-in. I think you have guys who are, who are mad because they don't have a bigger role. And instead of accepting that role and being a star in that role, I mean, think about Danico Slaughter. Think about the journey he's been on to, to get to the point that, that he's gotten to. Um, I love his candor. You know, he doesn't like playing corner. You probably should because you're pretty good at it. But, you, you know, I, I think that that's what makes this team special. That's what's making this season unique and special for Tennessee because what Tennessee's kind of got bottled up right now, Jason, is hard to find. It's hard to get everybody – understanding and adapting their role, accepting their role and, and playing it through uh, the, the way that they have and, and the way that they are right now, which is what, again, I, I think is a reason why um, th- this team has put themselves in a position to where they are in the playoff standings and, and put themselves in a position for just an epic showdown Saturday. Thousand percent. Tennessee Prime is brought to you by Gus's world famous fried chicken. Get on down there Southern Avenue. You got to get the mac and cheese. You got to get the fries, the coleslaw. The catfish, world famous, I said. World famous. Everyone knows about Gus's fried chicken, and if you don't, you need to get down there. They make Tennessee Prime possible. We're going to take our first break, and when we come back, we'll be joined by Dejon Terry, also Amar Thomas, the big boys up front in the defensive line, getting to the backfield versus Kentucky. They've been the difference for this Tennessee football team. So we're going to take a break. Do not go anywhere. Jason Swain, 991 D Sports Animal, Brent Hubs, VaultQuest.com. Stay with us. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix.
Welcome back, Tennessee Pride Prime. Brought to you by, I like to say what Austin says. He says, fried up by Gus's world-famous fried chicken. That sounds good, Brent. I think I'm going to say that, man. Fried up by Gus's world-famous fried chicken. Brent Hubs, BallQuest.com. Jason Swain here, 991 D-Sports Animal. Tennessee undefeated. Undefeated, and it is November the 1st. It is so fun to watch this football team play. And a big reason why they're undefeated, big team why this team is special, is because of our guests tonight. That is Dejon Terry. That is Omar Thomas. Big boys up front. Got a sack in last uh, game against Kentucky. And we bring them on right now. There's Mr. Yeah. Terry. There's Mr. Thomas. Dejon, Omar, what's up, guys? What's up? What's up? What's up? How you doing? I mean, how does it feel to be undefeated? Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> for real. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Well, and let me start. Well, let me start with De, Dejan because you know he's a rookie here on Tennessee Prime. Omar, you the you the vet, right? <laughs> uh, I try to be. Your journey, Mister Terry, uh, going to Kansas, being from Mississippi, basically SEC country, but going to JUCO. Uh, excuse me, going to Kansas, being from Mississippi, and then being here at Tennessee. Your relationship with Rodney Garner, I hear, is a big reason why you're here at Tennessee. Kind of walk us through. Um, that whole journey, being recruited by Rodney when he was at Auburn and Georgia, uh, and then being here at Tennessee. Um, yes, sir. Well, um, I started playing football in my senior year of high school. Wow. And um, Coach G, he was um, – we had one of our – my players that was – one of my teammates was committed to him um, at Tennessee – I mean, at um, Auburn. And um, he came and I caught his attention and stuff like that. And um, we was in um, – I got coach when I picked. I signed in December. I was signing in December, so um, Kansas was the first big school to offer me, and they offered me like a couple of days before I signed. So um, when I went up there on a visit, I committed, and then I signed there. Then I got in the portal, and um, a lot of coaches hit me. But when I saw Coach G name, I was like, yeah, like I've been doing <laughs> Coach G for a minute. So I said, I'm gonna take, come up here, try this out, yes, sir. There it is. So, D DJ, what, why did you not start playing football till you were a senior in high school? It's not like you're a little feller, okay? It's yeah, not right. like you had a – I don't think you had a growth spurt of a, a bunch of weight and, and height, you know, between your junior and senior year. What, what was it about football that didn't appeal to you, and who talked you into playing your senior year of high school? Um, Honestly, I'm going to be honest. I wanted to be a nurse. I wanted to be a nurse because um, my grandma and them, like, they sick, so like I just wanted to be able to help them. And um, my senior year, my coach was like, um, my coach Demetrius here, my D line coach in high school, he was like, oh, dog, you're not meant to be no nurse. Like you're not meant to be a nurse. And um, so um, he was just like, um, my playing football can pay for my school, and so I was like, if you really think I'm that good, I'll come out there and try. It. So yes, yeah, so I tried it, and um, I never looked back. That's an amazing story. By the way, you guys are seeing this for the first time. I know I'm, I don't mind telling, showing you guys this because Coach says you can't block out the outside noise, but the first college football playoff rankings have just been released. There you guys sit at the top spot. Ohio State is number two, Georgia's three, Clemson is four, and then the first two out, Michigan and Alabama. Uh, Omar, your initial reaction to seeing your school's name at the top of that list when you talk about playoffs and the chase for a championship? 
man, I I don't really even know what to say. Honestly, it's, that's crazy. That's just that's crazy. That's crazy. Is it crazy? But is it crazy because of the journey you've been on to get to this point, Amari? Or is it is it more crazy that you're sitting here kind of pinching yourself? You guys are unbeaten, and this season has gone the way it is. Which part's kind of crazier to you? That the 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 reversal of fortune, the way things have turned over the last eighteen months under this coaching staff. Or just what you've done thus far this season? It really, really just like the journey, like coming to Tennessee, like that was one of the reasons why I picked Tennessee to like come to Tennessee and like just join an elite program and get it to an elite program. Like at the time, not knowing that it wouldn't be with a previous coach, but just now I still, I, I have major love for Tennessee and that's why I'm still here. I'm evolved for life and just seeing that put and that that's just amazing. Just knowing how people here bought in to the program, just really locked in on what we do and just really just um wanted to be the best us, understanding that we need to push each other in, in the locker room, knowing that it's Tennessee versus Tennessee. And uh, we always pushing each other just to try to get better every day. Amari, do I need to go T. Morant and, 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 and remind everyone that, you know, it's okay. I mean, it's it's it's, it's okay being number one. Uh, but we got business to take care of, right, this weekend. Thanks. Thanks. We got business, right? It look good. It, 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 that look real good. But we, we got, yeah, we, we got something to handle this week. That's right. That's right. So uh, both of you guys had a sack and, and – um, last game, night game, guys wore the black uniforms out there just looking so, so clean. Uh, what was the scout report going into the Kentucky game? What did you guys see during the game that felt like you had an advantage to be able to get to Will Levis and heat him up all game long? Uh, you want to go first, though? Like, you, want to go first? you got you got you got it, John. Um, all right. Um, well, we went into like we just studied film a lot, like. Just looking at how the guards set, how they set, how their hands, how their feet, how they move their feet, things like that. Like we went into like a lot of details on how we can how we can affect the game, how we can affect the quarterback. And uh, when we got in the game, the things that we said and talked about and discussed the film, um, it was the exact thing on the field. So we just took advantage of the um, keys that we were given. So. Yeah, like Dejan said, really just um, we like to call them like small details. Like, we focus a lot on, like, just the small details, honestly, because, like, they can give away different type of plays, like, just what we see on film. And then we know, like, Will Levis, he's a big name in this upcoming drive in the SEC this year. And we just want to – we really want to go out there and just make a statement as a uh, as a defense, as a defensive line, and we just want to affect the quarterback. And we want to just really go out there and show that we belong – and we wanted to just show that our hard work paying off, and we just how, how much growth we done had as a defensive line this year. I, I'm gonna jump in right quick, Hubs. Go I ahead. see something in the background there uh, in Amari's place. I see Mamba mentality, and I have yeah. that plastered in my studio right now as well. This team looks like it's playing with that Mamba mentality. This defensive line group looks like it's playing with that Mamba mentality. What does the Mamba mentality? mean to you describe it for the people watching and listening 
for me, it just mean like like you see on there, it say just being the best version of yourself every day. And that's something that we like just try to hold ourselves to, honestly, like as a defensive line, as a as a team, honestly. Like we come in every day just trying to get better. And we just come in like not really worrying about what we did the day before, how practice went the day before, how that game went the last weekend. Because we know we got to live in the moment. We can't be too focused on the past. We just got to really hone in on what we're doing at the time and just continue to push ourselves in that moment to get better and just continue to get better every day and be the best version of ourselves. DJ, for you, Rodney, Coach Garner said um, at the quarterback club on Monday that that Saturday against Kentucky was your best game. Uh, why would why were you so successful? I know you talked about the, the the preparation. Was it just about that? Was there something physically different for you? And how much confidence do you take from from having a game like that? Jason mentioned you had a sack, you had a block, you blocked an extra point. Your interior penetration affected the run game, even though maybe you didn't get the tackle. It had a real effect on the run game. Why were you so effective? And how much confidence do you take from that? Um, well, Coach G hopped on all week. Like they said, Kentucky was going to get 200 plus rush yards on us. They kept saying, like, like the reporters and everybody was saying, like, we weren't going, we, we ain't never faced a team like Kentucky. Feel me? And like, I just took that as disrespect. And, um, like I told the coach before the game, I was like, they not running the ball tonight. Like they not gonna run the ball. Like that's that's not what they're gonna do. They're not gonna do that. And um, so I, I just took it as plain disrespect, like that they said that they was gonna come in our house and run the ball like that on us. Like that wasn't gonna happen. And um, the confidence, like it just it just made me know. Like I knew, I knew, I know. Well, I know I'm great, but um, like that game, like it just, it just, it was different. Like. I really can't even describe the feeling of the game. Like it was, it was different. Well, uh, Omari, you're a leader in that group. What, what, what's your reaction when you see, um, when you see your teammate having a game like that? When you guys watch it on film, what, what, what's kind of what's going through your thought process even during the game when you look up and he's in the backfield as much as he is? Oh yeah, just um, you know, it just, yeah, I, I'm biggest supporter. I'm Dejan's biggest supporter. We, me and Dejan are close. We joke around all the time, messing with each other. That's 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 my family. But like, just being able to like be out there with him at the same time on the field, and like see him make plays, see him stuff runs, not getting moved off the ball, just different little stuff like that. It make me happy, and it also it pushes me because that's my family. So when I see my family doing good, I want to do good as well. So we just kind of we try to feed off each other. We always and me and Dejan, we are hone in sometimes just we he tell tell me sometimes what he see me doing wrong i tell him what i see him doing wrong but at the same time we always uplifting each other as well just telling each other what we do right and it's really just pushing each other to be better and i feel like me and dejan have become real good at that this year and it just it it it's very i'll be very happy and proud of dejan just to like see him have a game like he did this past week the depth is deeper this year guys how has that helped the production of the group as a whole? It's crazy. It's crazy you say that because we was really, <laughs> we was talking about it in practice. Like we was like, yeah, we oh, like <laughs> we was talking yeah, about it in practice. <laughs> and and reps. We were saying how, yeah, reps. And we were just yeah. saying how like it, we you know, we go out there, me and Dejan go out there, we stuff them, 
Then you got the next two guys come in and stuff them. Then we go back through the rotation and stuff them again. And it's like, it's just, it, it's good to see the, like, our hard work paying off. Like, all those practice reps, all the stuff Coach G put us through, just really pushing us to be good young men off the field. It's really just helping us all just be good on the field, honestly, because that's just really who Coach G is. And it's just really, like, showing that uh, the D-line, like, really bonding to everything that he's saying that's going to help us continue on this journey that we're on. All right. So before we – I know we're up against a break here in just a second. One thing, because we want to talk about some of their personal stuff and kind of life outside of football in the next segment, maybe take a question or two. I got to ask both of you. Uh, I've known Coach G since 1996. Jason's known him for a while. What's your? What was your initial reaction – when you when you went through the first few practices with him, what's he like to play for? How challenging is he to play for? But what does he mean to you as well? Let, let's start with you, Dejan, because your journey is a little different. He, he came in right at the last moment, kind of winds you and dines you and recruiting a little bit, and then all of a sudden <laughs> you're, you're into the frying pan with him when you transfer <laughs> into Kansas. What 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 went through your mind the first the first few workouts with Coach G? <laughs> went through my mind it was it was <laughs> like my first day here like um i was used to like my stance my stance one of the stands that he like wanted us to play and so like i came in my stance and uh first day like he was getting on me by my stance i'm like it's my stance like i've been playing in the stands for years like and um he was just like man get your butt up like so i picked my butt up and he was like get your feet out i'm like like everything i was doing like he was critiquing everything so I'm like, what am I doing? Like, am I really this bad? And um, and um, like I love Coach. He like really like he like a father figure. Um, to me honestly, like, cause for me, like I my father he died at eight when I was eight. Well, when I was eight years old. So um, like I really never had. Well, I had like my brother and my coach from high school, but like I really never had like somebody like to stay on me about like every every detail. Like every detail kind of like isn't it's not only on the football field like. It's in life too. It's in life also. Like he he pushes us to be better men on and off the field. And like that's his main thing. Like he said he wants us to be better men than we are players. Like, so yes, sir, I really it's amazing just playing for him. But you get challenging sometimes, but you know it's for the best. Yes, sir. Omari, have Omari, have you ever been low enough? Have you ever played low enough for Coach G? I I have a couple times, but <laughs> you'll never I'll never know. I never know. I never know. But yeah, I take. I I love just me knowing that that's one of the things that he's always coaching me up on. It's 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 good just to have him like always pushing me to get better at as like being low and different things like that. No and the thing I love about Coach G is just no matter how good of a game, how bad of a game, like he always critiquing you. Like so. It's not a tight thing where he picking at you or different things like that. Like I've had coaches, coaches like Coach G, um, my whole life basically, and like so. Just when he first got here, it was just like, oh uh, yeah, like it, it was just different for me because uh, yeah, it was just different for me. And then just seeing him, like, I'm like, yeah, that's that. Um, like this is what I need, like somebody just to like be be on me like that. And then just to really show like that he care. Like that's uh, that, that's why I really love about Coach G the, the most. Like he shows that he like actually care about us like as men. Like and no matter how good or bad a football player or day that you have, 
Like he always gonna tell you he love you, he gonna tell you everything, he gonna joke around with you, and he just he he loves to have fun. Like there's probably something like a lot of people don't know, like because gee, he love to have fun. We always joking around in the meeting, but like when it's business, it's business, and that's what I like about him. He's a, a great man that go about his business, but just likes to have fun as well. We having fun right here on Tennessee Prime, and Tennessee Prime is brought to you by Gus's world famous fried chicken. This is what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick timeout, and we're going to come back. We're going to take your questions. Use the comment section. Get those questions in. We got Amari Thomas. We got DJ Terry, two guys that got sacks this past weekend. We want to hear from you. If you are watching, if you are listening, get those questions in. And when we come back from break, we're going to ask the fellas your questions when we return right here on Tennessee Prime. That is fried up by Gus's world-famous fried chicken. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tennessee Prime, fried up by Gus's world-famous fried chicken. The catfish is unbelievable. Coleslaw, mac and cheese, wings, thighs, legs. World-famous fried chicken. It is amazing. We are joined by DJ Terry, Amar Thomas, defensive lineman, for the number one ranked Tennessee Volunteers, BrentHuzzleVolQuest.com. Jason Swain here with you, 991, the sports animal. And we're going to take questions from our great viewers this evening send those questions in i'm going to go first if that's okay i'm going to go first all right which one of you guys were in or maybe both of you guys were in on the interception from juju mitchell on the hit from slaughter but both of you guys in on that play i don't think neither um, one of us were in. oh <laughs> man <laughs> man because i was wondering like all right well, what were you big boys thinking in that moment man having a sprint 90 yards to try to get Juju in for the touchdown. But when you guys watched that film, did you guys make fun of or crack jokes about not getting Juju in for the touchdown? Yep. We definitely did. Definitely did. Definitely did. That's that's the best part of watching film when you win, right? You can can have fun uh, in plays like that. Yeah. (laughs) All right. so, So who took more grief? Uh, Jawan Mitchell for not getting in, or D. Williams for not getting that punt return into the end zone. 
Mm. <laughs> with yeah, D, we ain't, we ain't yeah. really joke on D because we yeah. don't see him in the memes. But we, yeah, yeah Jawan, Jawan heard it. Yeah, he heard. Yeah. He heard plenty of it. Yeah, yeah we, we told did. him how slow. We told him how slow yeah. he was. All that. <laughs> uh, Wayne asked the question here. It's for you, DJ. How much mm-hmm. different has your college experience been from your? experience at Kansas and why um it's it's been very different <laughs> like um in Lawrence like it's 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 really nothing in Lawrence um and um <coughs> like just like I mean they supported us down there but like you know we didn't win no game so they it was like they were supporting basketball but here like it's like everywhere you go like everybody know you and like they actually like support the football team and like it's just a, a very different atmosphere like really make you feel like you at home so yeah so it, that's it's that's been the most thing like it feel like a family atmosphere down here all right there was a question earlier up there i don't remember the name i'm gonna scroll through what, what were your guys impression of the um uh, of the dark mode uniforms and couple that with the entrance at night at, at neyland stadium what what's what, what's that what's that vibe like in the tunnel when that tee's getting ready to open and, and the spotlight hits and you guys are in those uniforms what was it like it was, it was crazy it was crazy like last year we um I remember that happening when we played old miss like it had went and that was the first time we had saw it but like this time we had on the dark world jersey so it was like the way the, just running through the tee like I'm looking at I'm looking at my teammates numbers I'm like their arms look fat, like their arms look good <laughs> on their black like that, and it was it was crazy. But that that's just one of the things that like we really enjoy about being at Tennessee. We have fun, all the fans support us, and it's just like little things like that like go a long way. All right, this is a question from Corey Hilton. Let's get into a little bit of football here. So some of the, some of Tennessee's toughest games defending the run, Pittsburgh, Alabama, those teams utilize some zone blocking schemes. Uh, Georgia does that. What what are the challenges of the Georgia run game this week, maybe compared to Kentucky last week, Dejan? Um, well, what I say is Kentucky, like they Kentucky was like they tried to come down here and Georgia, like they position block a lot. Like when you when we played against um Kentucky, like they really weren't trying to position ball. Like they was trying to knock you off the ball. But Georgia, they like to try to throw you and create the gaps. So like the only thing we gotta do is just play vertical and be physical. Yes, sir. Same way. Just play vertical and be physical because they like position blockers. From from Mark Jones, how much has going up against our offensive line, the guys you see every day in practice, how much has that prepared uh you? as a unit this season? Um, that, that's actually, like, prepared us a lot. Like, we go – I feel like we see the best offensive line in the country every day. Just just because, you know, that's – like, they come in every day. They ready to work. They all, We always pushing each other. And, like, like I said, like, we come in every day, like, trying to get everybody better as a whole. So, like, when different things are going against the offensive line, you have offensive line, like, we'll finish a one-on-one or something like that. You might catch somebody talking to a defensive lineman or something. They talking, just saying, like, oh, like I saw this. You put this hand down. You usually don't do that. So I knew you was doing this. Like, just different things like that. It's just, and I feel like just going against them every day is only making us better as well. 
and it's just really pushing us to just be great. Like O said, I feel like we got number one offense in the country. Like just going against them every day. Like O said, like even if even if you lose on a rep or you win on a rep, like that'd be like, okay, like I seen you could have did this better. Uh this, like I see in your stand, and come out your hips, like it's everything we do, like we just try to get each other better. So yes, sir. What are you guys anticipating this weekend as far as the crowd? Because Alabama Crowd was amazing for for you. The Kentucky crowd was amazing for you. The Tennessee fans. Uh, are you guys expecting the opposite this weekend? Yeah, I'm ready. I, I it's, it's been a little minute since we've been in a hostile environment. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready for it. Like it, it don't get no better than that. Like getting those situations, a big game like this, going to Georgia, Tennessee versus Georgia. Like this was this is what you dream about. You dream about big games like this. Like. It, yeah, it, it's gonna. Yeah, I, I'm ready for it. It's gonna be lit. Yeah, DJ, DJ, you're a road guy. No, not, not knocking the home fans. I know you guys yeah. appreciate that. Do you like playing on the road? A lot of guys do. Um, that's a tough question. I really never even thought about it like that. Um, I say, nah, I, I had to take home. Um, yeah, all day. <laughs> nothing like the house. Vol guy twenty three wants to know who's the comedian on the team, coach or player. Who's the one guy you have a hard time keeping a straight face around? Either one of you jump on in there. I say Cooper Mays. Cooper Mays is Coop. Coop is the funniest dude on the team, like hands down. Like he just says some off the wall stuff. Like and everybody <laughs> like, like Coop. Coop is the funniest player on the team, like hands down. Yeah. Like player wise, it's definitely Coop, Jimmy Holiday, and Elijah Simmons. Like yeah. those three, those three, they always joke. Like I can't, I can't keep a straight face around. Them. And then yeah. like I, Coach G, Coach G yeah. might be the funniest coach on the staff. Like for like he the funniest coach on the staff. Just I don't even sometimes the, he he'll be saying something so serious, and like we'll be in meetings <laughs> and like. Everybody just look around, just start laughing, <laughs> and it, it's because like he just the way he say things sometimes, and and it's get to the point where like he he even laugh about stuff that he say because he he just like the, he don't be realizing how he be saying stuff, and then he'll just he'll he'll be quiet for a minute, and he'll just be back there smiling. So it's just Coach G the funniest coach for real. Let me, let me ask you guys about your head coach and Josh Heupel. You guys have played a lot of football. You've had different coaches. You've had coaches that that knew a lot of stuff, um, but you have a coach that also has been that guy, has been a Heisman Trophy candidate and won a national championship as a quarterback. Can you guys tell that you have a coach in Heupel that, that has done it at a high level himself? Can you guys tell that and how he coaches the game and coaches you guys? Yes, yeah, so I feel like we can, like, just – like the way he his approach of the game, like it's 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 different than any coach, any other coach. I would. Other than my high school coach, like it's different. Like any other head coach, like it's different. The way when he comes in, like when he talk, like you know, like we all know his his resume his resume already, and like just the way he approached it and the way he talked to us, and like he say words like that, it'd be like, man, like 
he triggers something in you sometimes. Like it's it's just, it's amazing. Like the way he. Yes, sir. Yeah, and the thing the thing I like about Coach Hype the most, like he he allow he allow you to be free. He don't he don't like when you uptight and different things like that. Like he'll probably try to come crack a joke with you before he see you uptight and just let you be that way. Because that he he just he doesn't like being uptight. He when we go to the hotel before games, he's encouraging you to not go sit in your room, hang out with your hang out with the teammates. Don't be on your phones at dinner. Just little things like that, just forcing us to jail more and more every time that we hang out with each other. And I feel like that's something that he really just seeing that him being on an elite team and doing it at an elite level. That's probably something that st- stuck with him throughout his on uh, his journey. And it's just good to like have him just instilling that in us and knowing that like when football is over and college is over, it's gonna be our brothers who we fought with, played games with, practiced with that we gonna miss the most about this. So and he does a good job of just really like pushing that on us and instilling that in us. How do you guys keep? Ha- I mean, I know winning's fun, right? But I mean, there's with each win, you know, the stakes get higher and higher, and people talk about you know, the pressure and what's on the line and, and all those things. How do you guys – what do you do to make sure you're you're enjoying the journey and, and not just get caught up in, in whatever the result may be? How, how do you how do you kind of focus that way? Oh, yeah, it's really like – for me, it, it's never really a too high or too low factor. Like, I really like staying in the middle, stay median, just because, like, when you're doing bad, like some like you can only get better. When you're doing good, you can still only get better. Like so, you only just always trying to improve yourself. So you never want to get that too down on yourself and different things like that. And like when it comes to like just enjoying enjoying the journey and not getting too worked up about it, like something Coach Hype always says is like we built we built the culture, like. So why not embrace and have fun with the culture that you was a part of making instead of like, you know, being so uptight about it. Like when it comes to different things like the ball walk, like he wants us to he wants us to enjoy the ball walk. He wants us to take our headphones off, interact with fans, just enjoy your families, different things like that. And I feel like that goes a long way. Yeah. And that's the same thing. I mean, like I feel like once we get on the field, like it's all business. Like once we get off, like everybody just is like we all go back to just being kids. Like everybody cracking jokes, everybody playing around, talking. Like just the relationships go hype forced us to well, I forced us to build, but like help us to build. Like it's I feel like we always having fun and so. that's what's about. It's about those relationships and those will last forever. And we can tell. The the fans can tell. Media can tell something different about this team. You guys are playing for one another. You're playing for that power T, and you're truly giving your all for Tennessee. And we look forward to seeing you guys play this weekend. Uh, be a little bit different because <laughs> now you're the number one team in the country with that bullseye on your back. And I know you guys uh, don't take that lightly and understand that now you got to go prove that you are the number one team in the country. So there's always something to prove. There's always motivation. I know you guys will be ready to play this weekend. And uh, good job tonight. You guys did a great job. And we're going to let you guys go and um, watch some more game film on Georgia. All right. Yes, yes, Thank you. Appreciate you. All right, man. You Thanks, guys guys. Have a good Appreciate one. you. Yes. Thank you. Good job. Good job, guys. That's uh, DJ Terry. That is Omari Thomas. I look forward to seeing more of those guys in the backfield 
uh, this weekend and moving forward throughout the season. Brent Hubs of AllQuest.com. Jason Swain here, 991 The Sports Animal. Tennessee Prime, it's brought to you by Gus's world-famous fried chicken. We'll come back and tie everything up uh, for tonight's program. So stay with us. Your Tennessee Vols are the number one team in the country. Just let that sink in. In year and, two of Josh Heupel, and and they go and they go to Athens, Georgia, as a heavy underdog. God, God bless college football. It's 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 terrific, isn't it, Jason? I mean, don't oh, you just man. love the sport? I mean, it's fantastic. I, I love it. I love it. Tennessee Prime. Brought to you by Gus's world-famous fried chicken. It's amazing what you can do when a group of guys get together and don't care who get the credit, they bond. You know, remember, remember Hubs, they were playing wiffle ball and kickball, and people were like, what is this? Go go practice football. What are, what are we doing here? Stuff matters. These guys are playing for one another. And little silly activities like that built relationships, and that's, that's why this team – is so in sync and they're playing the best football at the right time of the season. It's, it's remarkable hubs. I didn't think we'd be sitting here in year two of Heupel's tenure talking about truly chasing a championship. I remember the, 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 um, the presser, the opening presser, the intro presser, we talked about chasing championships. I was like, oh, okay. Everybody says that everyone says they're going to chase championships. They're doing it in year two. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. It, it's remarkable. Of course, you know, getting great quarterback play has a lot to do with that. His system has worked. But one of the things I love about doing this show is when, when you take when you take guys off the podium, when you take them away from the the, the scrum of media who are just there doing their jobs, and, and you kind of let them freely talk about things, you learn a lot of insight. Your question to them about Josh Heupel being a winner and could they feel that from their coach I thought was a, a candid, clear picture of why this team doesn't flinch when something happens, you know? I mean, because as Omari just said, he lets them be free. It, it, there, there's not the, the tension mounting because some the moment's big. Embrace the moment. And I think that that's something this team has bought into uh, tenfold, Jason. And, and I think it showed up. In, in these games, you know, it'll have to be there on Saturday. Will it be enough to win? Well, we don't know. I mean, you got to go out and execute. But I don't think anybody going into this game who, who cheers for Tennessee says, boy, Tennessee's going to be tight. They're going to be nervous. They're going to be that 
that's just not the mentality that's in the program. And and I really appreciated those two guys' insight into that because I think it painted a pretty good picture about what's going on in that building right now. Thousand percent. And I, I think them describing Rodney Garner's coaching style also paints a picture, right? Like, all right, you're doing a good job, but you can get better. You can get better. You can get better. And you got to have balance. You can't always be, you know, the, the hammer all the time when you're coaching. You you have to be finesse sometimes. You got to put your arm around a player. You have to know your players to understand how to push their buttons. And Rodney Garner is one of the best in the business at, at doing that. Um, so their answer talking about Josh Heupel was, I think, a, a really good um, indication of what's going on inside this locker room. And then also their answer about Rodney Garner, let you know kind of the personality of this football team. Um, and we know, Hubs, you, you you covered a lot of football here. Teams take on the personality of their head coach. So they won't be they won't be shell-shocked um, being number one team in the country and playing the defending national champions. They know they belong. They got to go out there and just execute. It's really simple as that. But it's going to be harder. There's no doubt about it. Um, there's some guys on the other side that we playing on Sundays and we got guys on our side that we playing on Sundays too. It's about going out there, executing, have fun and, and building those memories that will last a lifetime. Uh, got about 30 seconds, Hubs. Uh, anything you want to uh, leave us with? Well, what, what, yeah, I'm going to let you leave it with this. You played in Athens, Georgia. You, you've seen that facility. What, what's that, what's that like for this team? What, what's, what's, is that road venue any different than any other quickly? No, I mean it's going to be loud. I, mean, right. I don't want to be disrespectful to to Georgia fans. It's going to be loud. It's one of the loudest stadiums in in the SEC. Auburn, Alabama, LSU, Florida. It's going to be loud. Uh, but if you make plays, you make plays early. You can make it happen. Uh, Tennessee Prime. That's our time for this evening for Brent Hubs and Jason Swain. Thank y'all for making Tennessee Prime part of your day. Gus's world famous fried chicken making it possible. Have a great evening. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.